We are now live. Hi, everybody. Fun game tonight. First person <laughs> on gets to decide what we're taking shots of. Me and Jessica each picked one. I picked the Lone Star Gin, and Jessica chose uh, Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. Danny, congratulations. She says, you hate peanut butter, so I definitely choose whiskey. <laughs> what a dick. Here we go. Shot one. It's not bad. Ooh. It tastes like Reese's. Jacob, are you okay? That was so gross. Ugh. All, right. All right. Shot two. No. It's kind of popcorn-y. Oh my God. I'm, I'm holding it. In. Okay, it passed. You saying a prayer? It's the only thing I could do. Shot, Shot three. three. See, I'll admit the third one's a little rough. I'm it was a little rough. Don't you do it. My mouth is watering. <laughs> no. That's the that's first side. No. <sighs> no. We have defeated it. We've done it, folks. Oh. Everybody, welcome back to Three Shots In. This is episode 15. I'm Jess. That's Jake. We are brother and sister, and uh, we just took three shots. Three horrible shots. No, it wasn't that bad. That was disgusting. We took shots of some fucking, what, peanut butter whiskey. Peanut butter whiskey. Wow. I No, I gotta say, it wasn't that they were amazing, but they weren't, weren't as bad as I thought that they might be. I almost threw up three times. I understand. But I didn't, and I thought I would be grossed out. I get grossed out shooting Fireball. Well, Fireball is very sugary and gross because of the sugar, but the taste of Fireball- <laughs> It's sugary it's, because of the sugar? Well, it's gross because of the sugar. Got it. But the ta the flavor and the taste of it is cinnamon, and it's delicious. It's like a hot tamale or a, a big red or whatever I you want to say. I don't agree. Fireball is like medicine-y to me. But the peanut butter whiskey tonight was, don't get me wrong, like it's whiskey. It burned a little bit. It wasn't amazing. But at the same time, I thought it would be like there was a chance it could be amazing, but there was a much bigger chance that it would be awful. And it was, you know, it fell on onto that, you know, that cusp. Wasn't great, but I didn't hate it. Wasn't good. Can tell you that much. Ugh. <laughs> Fortunately, we are drinking one of my favorites tonight. That is the Moscow Mule. It is very delicious. Very gingery. Oh my God, it's so good. It's mm -hmm. so refreshing and... Crisp. Yes. Cold. Yeah. It's like a it's like a McDonald's Sprite, <laughs> you know? It's so Kinda. good. It's so good. But see, I feel like this is less... Is McDonald's Sprite, you can like taste the, the lemon slash lime syrup they put in there. Right. I can't taste syrup in here. Well, it's because there's no syrup. I like it. It tastes it's good. delicious. Yeah. Uh, we always forget to announce the topic until we're literally about <laughs> to talk about it. So we are going to announce it on time <laughs> this time, this episode. Uh, the topic tonight was sent in to us by uh, our Another. fan, mm -hmm. Janelle. Yep, Janelle. She has provided us with all sorts of topics and ideas. And this is yet again one of her topics. This mm -hmm. is uh, the stories behind famous authors. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm pretty excited about mine. Uh, mine's kind of depressing, honestly. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Mine mine doesn't really have any tragedy in it. It's just, it's a lot of twists and turns. Yeah, no, mine is Twists. is almost entirely tragedy through and through. So, <laughs> you know, bear with us when we read through that. It is interesting. I didn't know this about this author, so I, I learned some things. I didn't know half the things I, I looked up about this author. Yeah. I'm going to well, say actually like 70%. Not going to lie. I don't know about 99% of authors. <laughs> There's one, 
one author, I know the story, their life story, Edgar Allan Poe, which is specifically why I didn't choose him for tonight, because I feel like most people kind of know that story. I also avoided Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Yeah. I did know just, I don't know, the gist of his history. Also. Yeah. You know, people know a lot about him. Yeah. So I figured, you know, we'd avoid that. Talk about other people. Mm hmm. I also just didn't want to pick a name you would usually hear. Like, I didn't want to go Charles Dickens, you know? Yeah, I, I almost I went didn't. with Charles Dickens because he he was into some some weird shit. But, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I decided not to because it's not like his his weird actions would result in some of our fans being angry at it us. It wasn't necessarily controversial. No, like, I'll, I'll just say, it, we didn't talk about him. Uh, it was, he had a an alleged thing about dead bodies. He was, like, apparently sexually aroused by dead bodies. <gasps> Ew, and, he was a necrophiliac? And he was a part of, uh, like, a, not a cult, but a satanic sort of ritualistic Ooh. crew called, like, the, the ghost... The ghost boys or the ghost ones or something like that. Something. Yeah, where they That's did like weird. seances and like satanic rituals and stuff. I had to try no to idea. like to try to like speak to dead people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he was into some weird stuff, but I, I've got a little bit of that in mind. Like I said, it was all alleged and there really isn't any solid evidence okay. that he was involved in this stuff. So who knows? Mm -hmm. I chose to not talk about Charles Dickens. Uh, ironically, though, we both did decide to talk about people from England, so... Actually, mine was born in Scotland. Yeah, but, okay, from the United Kingdom. Just saying. Whatever. Our our UK listeners will care. Our UK listener will care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we both chose to talk about people from uh, the United Kingdom, which is interesting mm -hmm. in itself. Uh, we'll get into who they are when our story time is up, uh, but we would like to remind you to not forget to email us. Go ahead. Send us your thoughts, your reviews, your ideas. Yeah. We we would love to hear from you guys. Uh, once again, I, I've said it a couple of times, but you know what works, what doesn't work, what you like, what you don't like, suggestions, anything at all. Even if what you would like to contribute is a story of your own. I encourage that. I'd love to hear it. Um, also, wherever you're listening, please rate and review. That would, would do so much for us. That it, mm -hmm. it, That is what contributes to other people perhaps searching for a new podcast to listen to. That is how they will find us. And uh, if by any chance you would like to support us further. Yeah, if you decide that, hey, these these wild guys over here, I love them. They're <laughs> hilarious and they're weird and uh, I want to give them my money. Well, guess what? You can. <laughs> <laughs> right. We just launched our page on Patreon and... We checked. You can type our name into the search bar and uh, and that is three shots in and you will find us. That was not the case right away. No, we had to figure that out. Yeah, there, it took some, some tweaking. We realized there were some things we were missing. We took care of it and it is there for you to find. Uh, so yeah, that is what will contribute to us being able to offer more, do more. Including drink, which we do need money for. That um, is also true. You do get exclusive things. If you go onto the Patreon, you can see exactly what you get. Uh, I will I will say we have posted the first the first uh, deleted scene segment from all the way back to episode three when we were just little babies. Yeah. With bad recording with, equipment. With terrible microphone. <laughs> um, and we also by the time this episode comes out, we probably would have put up another round. So 
Yeah, how, for how, sure. Oh, we've got a lot stocked away. It's just about reviewing it to make sure everything is nice and clean for you guys. Uh, so you can look forward if you if you're listening to this now and are not on Patreon, you can get two things of deleted scenes, and you get to look forward to a very special Patreon-only episode that will be coming out on the 4th of July. I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but I will give you a hint. It is about America, okay? (laughs) (laughs) It will be the most American episode that we have ever made and probably will ever make. Mm -hmm. So Coming at you this 4th of July. This 4th of July. That means if you're on Patreon, you will get an episode on Friday, July 3rd and an episode on Saturday, July 4th. Yep. And we will keep that up. There will be bonus episodes up on our Patreon page for those of you who do support. Go on Patreon, subscribe. We got endless, endless ideas. Uh, And for those of you who, for whatever reason, just aren't able, we will continue putting out weekly episodes as per the use. And I, I think it is time to spin the wheel for the first time tonight. I have to do something, though. I'll be right back. Guess who's here? We got a Special cameo for you. Not a guest of the episode, but just popping in. She is still alive. She has not died of alcohol poisoning. Here she is. It's our good friend, Samantha Stoner. Samantha Stoner. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having (laughs) me back. (laughs) But of course. Uh, Sam, we are going to spin the wheel and you came in just in time. Ooh, yay. So here we go. Wow, really polite of you to let Sam spin the wheel. Well, I was really excited to spin it. It was nice of you. So I just did it. Great. It's okay. The sound is so satisfying. It doesn't matter if it's you or me. I just really like to hear it. Yeah, it's a great sound. But I will expect to do it next time. Uh, First wheel is pet peeves. Oh, pet peeves. (laughs) What really grinds your gears? There are a lot of things that grind my gears. But, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is a pretty typical one, and it's kind of boring. I'm trying to think of, like, something that's a little less common. Because people chewing with their mouth open, that's a big one. That bothers pretty much everyone universally. So I'm going to say something different. Anytime now. I I know I got one. (laughs) Go for it. I have a pet peeve. So personally, I don't like talking on the phone with most people. Mm. (laughs) I understand there are numerous conversations that are meant for phones, right? Whether it's a serious talk or whether it's just something that you really don't want to type out or text out because it's it'll take a long time. It'll take you only 20 seconds to say it. Um, But don't just call me. Don't just randomly phone me and expect me to answer the phone because nine times out of 10, I'm not going to answer that phone. Like at least give like a warning. Like, hey, I want to call you later. Yeah. And then or like, hey, I need to say something. Can I call you? What if it's like an emergency or something? Well, that's different. Yeah, that's different. But I'm getting into the pet peeve part. It's when they call me for whatever reason it is, and then they don't even leave a message. No message is left and no text is sent afterwards. It's just a phone call. Have you ever had someone call you? And when you answer you, you're like, hello. And they're like, hey, what's up? The person who calls you saying, hey, what's up? Oh, see, I wouldn't, I wouldn't stand that. I would would end that immediately. What's up doesn't bother me though. What are you doing? bothers me because then it's like like if you're if they if they think that you're not doing something that's like that important then they're gonna be like hey you should do this with me or can you do this for me or something like that oh okay so you're seeing it as like yeah. they're about to ask mm. they're about something. to ask me something so if i'm like hey i'm you know if someone were to ask me that i'd be like See, i'm busy i'm working on a lot of stuff <laughs> <laughs> i'm just old swamped Oof. see that one doesn't bother me because i can easily just say oh not really anything and then easily say no to whatever they mm. ask me to do i need to work on that if i 
I'm, if I need to call someone, I will text them first. Be like, hey, I need to talk to you about this thing. It'd be quicker just to do it over the phone. Let me know when I can call you mm-hmm. or just call me. Typically, they'll call back or be like, oh, actually, I'm, you know, in the middle. I'm at the store. And I'm about to check out. I'll call you in like 10 minutes. Cool. Awesome. Thanks. But people don't do that. People just call and then they don't leave a message. Don't send a text. And then they expect me to give them a call immediately back, which I will not do. See, so that- I'll send them a text. Hey, you called. And then they call. Yes. It's like, like, I text you back. Just yeah. tell me through text. Answer the text. Yes. Cause what see, do you need? When that happens, you know what I do? I don't answer it. Mm. And I send them a text. Can't talk. That's why I texted. What's up? Yep. Now, mind you, there are a few people that I will answer your call. Yours, Terry's, my friends, but the majority of people know I'm not going to answer your call. <laughs> why would I answer your yeah, call? I think it, I think it depends who's calling because like if one of you called and yeah, like I wouldn't mind saying no to you if I was like, Hey, you know what? Like I'm not actually doing anything, but I, I just want to like hang at home or Hey, I I can't help you with that. Like, I would know that you're not going to get offended or Mm -hmm. like upset or something. So I think it, for me, it depends on who's calling. Yeah. Yeah, of course. But I feel like that's in this day and age, that's like an intimate thing. The unspoken truth. Like Mm. you don't do that. You don't call someone you're not close to (laughs) out of nowhere. Yeah. And then expect them to answer right away. Apparently I have a spectacular customer service voice that I use from like, Mm. Which is ironic because at work I call like hundreds of people a day. So (laughs) I'm trying to picture you like answering. How do you answer the phone at work? Oh yeah. Let's get that on audio. I would would love to hear that. All right. Here you go. Samaritan counseling. This is Jacob. There it is. (laughs) I'm not happy. You just located yourself. Now stalkers will know where to find you. I think it says it on Facebook. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not hiding it. I work at Samaritan Counseling (laughs) Center. I was expecting you to just be like, Hey, this is Jake. How can I help you? (laughs) Well, no, I've got to say where I am. You got to know where they are. We got to know where they're at. Samaritan Counseling. This is Jacob. It's nice. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Why the fuck are you calling me? Yeah. Apparently my voice goes up pretty high. Like I'll answer the phone and just be like, go for it. Let's see. Thinking through all my jobs. Let's pretend that you work at Samaritan Counseling. Samaritan counseling. Yeah. I guess I would just be like, hi, you've reached Samaritan counseling. This is Samantha. How may I help you? Oof, gross. Can't Ooh, do it. I Habit. like it. It's very, I've it's done very a lot inviting. Of, if if I was to you. call Samaritan counseling and that was the first call I heard, I'd hang up. <laughs> and it's not because that it's, is it's on because, you. Not me. <laughs> I, it's not because it's a bad. You I must do not, not want accept. counseling. That, that is a pleasant <laughs> voice. Yeah. You obviously don't want counseling. Yeah, it's, not, it's not because it's bad or, or whatever. It's. I would not choose to. Is it just a volume thing or is it like. No, it's you're too happy. There's no plausible reason for someone to be that happy at work. <laughs> like unless you answer the phone and you're like mid laughing. Right. And you have to stop yourself like Samaritan counseling. This is Jacob. I'd be like, OK, like he's cracking jokes with the coworker. That's fine. You have a reason to be happy. But if you just pick up the phone, and you're just happy. I don't trust you. Something else is going on. You know what I mean? No, you and I are <laughs> complete opposites. It really, really, really bothers me when people say words incorrectly. There, there are very commonly misused words like irregardless that and supposedly. My, yes. Yes. When people say Pacific instead of specific. Look, look, irregardless of how you feel <laughs> when I'm on the phone and all of the sudden, you know. No. <laughs> All of the sudden, honestly, all of it. you you it look at me, me and you tell me you would not inwardly fucking die if someone looked at you and said, "Hey, Jake, do you want to come with me to the library?" Ooh, that's bad. Or I've heard Febu- it. February, February, February. I feel you. I I do. I have a problem of of actually. I correct so many people when they mix up uh, further and farther. Mm. The who of you? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have heard that one. Not behoove. It would, it would be who of you. <laughs> be who of you. You want to hear a really bad one? Yes. Hey, do you want to come with me to the movie theater? Properly. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. My uh, pet peeve, the one that really grinds my gears, uh-huh. is when people say data instead of data. And I know that that's uh, <laughs> it's, it's controversial. Like it's not super controversial. Like no, no, no. It's kind of like when no, people no. say schedule. She no, but she's not. Bit. She's not talking about if you're from a different country. Yeah, that's where different. you literally say things differently. Like I get it. She's not talking like about my British people. Yeah, my family. My mom's side of the family is from England, so like yeah. I get it. They say things differently. Yeah. She's not talking about British people. She's talking about the stupid Americans <laughs> that think they can switch words up because it's technically the same language that's just, just pronounced differently. Like no, yeah. you're making yourself look like a fool. I'm probably gonna offend a bunch of people too by saying this, but I just don't like. Honestly, these data. are the, these are the people we want to offend. Don't like it. The dad people and the schedule people that are not British. When people are eating something with their hands and then they like you ask them to pass you something like from across the table and they lick their fingers real quick and then pick up the thing and hand it to you and I'm like All right, Sam. All right. Thanks for joining for this. Thanks for your your cameo appearance (laughs) in our wheel spin. Thanks for having me again. And deleted scene rant. Yes. Yes. That was, that was quite the rant. All right. Have fun, kids. Thanks. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. That bitch. We are too sober. I'm already losing yeah, my best. I told you, men are not drunk. Take on me. On me. Take me on. On me. I- all right, well, we're done with the first wheel. Shall we move on to my story? We should move on to your story. All right, well. Who is your United Kingdom author? My United Kingdom author, my famous one, is Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, mm-hmm. better known as the author of Sherlock Holmes. There you go, Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. I, no. own, I own that book. Mm-hmm. It is quite a massive book. I've never read it. I haven't read anything he's written. Great show, though, with Benedict Cumberbatch. That's true. It was fantastic. Sherlock. I enjoyed it. Anyway, continue. So uh, everything, all the information I gathered, the timeline is close-ish, but it is not 100% accurate. I kind of I kind of mix things up a little bit to keep like the, the flow of interestingness yeah, going. Fine. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, but we'll start at the beginning anyway. Okay. Okay. So Arthur Conan Doyle, he was born in Edinburgh, Scotland. May 22nd, 1859. Okay. Full name, Arthur Ignatius Conan Doyle. Oh, Ignatius. <laughs> he was the second youngest of 10 children. Damn. Yeah. Um, his family were Jesuits. I don't know what that is. Uh, I looked it up because neither did I. Yeah. And I guess they, to be a Jesuit means you are a member of an order out of the Catholic Church or something, okay. the Order of Jesus or something like that. So they were members of that order and they educated him accordingly in Lancashire, England for seven years and then for a year in Austria before eventually he ended up back in Edinburgh. Now, Arthur Conan Doyle went to medical school. He got a bachelor's in medicine and a master's in surgery Oh, and wrote a thesis on syphilis. So, so is, he a do- is he a doctor? He is. Technically, a doctor. Um, After medical school, he married a woman named Louisa Hawkins. The two of them had two children, Mary and Kingsley. It was uh, after this that, because of his education, Doyle opened an office in London hoping to practice ophthalmology. 
which is the diagnosis and uh, study of eyeballs, basically. Okay. Weird. But he claimed in an autobiography he would write later on that no one ever showed up. (laughs) (laughs) So not successful. He closed up shop and decided to start writing. He wrote his first book, which was called The Lost World, which eventually inspired The Lost World Jurassic Park. Oh, who would have guessed? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a theme. He inspired a lot of things. So uh, later on, Arthur Conan Doyle would become Sir Arthur yes, Conan knighted. Doyle. He would be knighted uh, for his services doing during some something called the Boer War that took place in South Africa. Okay. I don't yeah, know. It's n- not really related to America, so I don't really know. <laughs> I was about to say, like, I've never heard of this. This is <laughs> news to me. <laughs> it's B-O-E-R. It looks like Boer, Boer, Boer. I don't know. Um, now, uh, Google it. I think, I think is what you meant to say. I don't want to say that. Yeah. No, oh, I'm not going to say that. If you don't know what it is, just Google it. No. Next. Anyway. Um, now his wife, Louisa would pass away oh. soon after this. Uh, but eventually he would remarry a woman named Jean Leckie and the two of them would have three children this time. Dennis, Adrian and Jean named after her mother. Um, now, Doyle remembered that in medical school, he did have a professor named Dr. Joseph Bell. What he believed was that in using the power of deduction, uh. you could guess for yourself the status, history, and diagnosis of a patient. And I'm sure, as you've guessed, Dr. Joseph Bell, his professor, would inspire later the character Sherlock Holmes in yeah, his books. Yeah, sounds like it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. I didn't know he was based off anyone. Dr. Joseph Bell even demonstrated his power of deduction. Dr. Joseph Bell would even demonstrate his power of deduction, bringing random people into the classroom and guessing all of their ailments in front of his students. Shit. Yeah. Was he accurate? Apparently. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, of course, um, Doyle started the Sherlock Holmes stories. Uh, This was about the 1880s. um, And during this time, police had really only been around in London for about 50 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, the detectives of Scotland Yard, only for about 40. Uh-huh. Uh, and crime scene analysis had only really been around for about 20 years. Uh, so there was a man who read the Sherlock Holmes stories and became a huge fan. And because of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, he was inspired to build the world's first forensic lab in France. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Another inspiration. Very inspiring man. Yeah. Now Doyle began, uh, just like the character he had been writing, to assist in solving many crimes and mysteries. He offered his service, for example, to the fifth Marquis, and yes, that is how you pronounce it. I looked it up. Uh, the fifth Marquis of Angsley in the case of the missing jewels. Are we sure it's not Marquis? I specifically thought it might be Marquis, but it's spelled different. So I looked up the pronunciation specifically. It is okay. Marquis. Marquis. Yes. Uh, now, in the case of the missing jewels, Doyle discovered that 50,000 pounds worth of gems had been stolen from the Marquis, and the culprit was his own valet. (gasps) Never trust the valet. (laughs) Lesson learned. Right. Another uh, notable investigation of his was the case of an already convicted man, which he discovered was actually innocent, and he assisted in freeing him, which later contributed to the establishment of the Court of Appeal in in, uh, the UK, really. A third inspiration. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, Doyle even inspected the crime scenes of Jack the Ripper. Oh, shit. That was like the same time? Mm-hmm. I thought Jack the Ripper was before that. Mm-mm. Interesting. Okay. He scrutinized the letters 
that Jack the Ripper wrote, and through the power of deduction, came to the conclusion that the Ripper was likely well-educated and had traveled to America at some point. Huh. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how, the, how you'd get that. I, I really don't know. <laughs> but he was able to do that. Um, and on top of all of that, he was often called to be an expert medical witness by the Crown. Nice. Yes. So he was doing very well for himself. Mm-hmm. Now, it eventually, after many years, Doyle tired of Sherlock. Oh. And he even raised his publisher's fees, hoping that that would put them off. <laughs> but they kept paying it very happily. <laughs> so he continued uh. writing. He even wrote his mother at one point, quote, I weary of his name. I think of slaying Holmes. I think of slaying Holmes. Yeah, you gotta wait. You gotta start with the I'm weary. You gotta go way back. Wait till she gets comfortable. Oh my God. (laughs) Bumping the fucking table and everything. It's like a moose came into the house. He wrote his mother at one point, quote, I weary of his name. I think of slaying Holmes and winding him up for good and all. He takes my mind from better things. Oh, that's fair. Eventually, he got to the point where he believed that his his books about Sherlock Holmes overshadowed uh, his other work and kept him from the more important stuff, or at uh-huh. least what he considered to be more important. Yeah. The thing he considered to be the more important work, work that he should be supporting and exploring, was that of spiritualism, mm. which is communicating with the dead. <laughs> really big in the Victorian era. Yeah. A lot of seances. Uh-huh. A lot, of, a lot of candles, yeah. parlor tricks. Yeah. We talked about this with that, that man Dickens. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing Conan Doyle was uh, very, very amped about was the existence of fairies. Huh. He and his second wife, Jean, were super into it, and they donated much, if not most, of their, process, of their profits to these. To discover fairies? And explore communicating with the dead, yes. Weird. Mm-hmm. Okay. Doyle even joined the British Society for Psychical Research and wrote several articles and two books about it. Fairies and spiritualism, that is. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. You're welcome. For Uh, that. Now, later in his life, he would become technically besties with Harry Houdini. You say technically. Yes. Is there a reason you use that phrase? No, because I wrote besties, but all the articles I saw either said best friends or good friends. Okay. Really seems like they were close to me. Yeah. Now, uh, Doyle truly believed that Harry Houdini had supernatural powers, and he told him as much. Okay. But I guess Houdini just thought that was like... A compliment. Cute or like sweet or something, Um, because Houdini was not a fan of spiritualism. Ah. Not a fan of the belief in the supernatural at all. I see. Um, In fact, Harry Houdini led a campaign in the 1920s. That's about where we are now. Uh, to disprove spiritualism entirely. And he would visit and receive readings, quote unquote, from every self-proclaimed spiritualist who had the balls to try and prove it to him. Every single one. And none of them could. Now, Doyle and Houdini obviously bumped heads over it. Doyle felt very strongly about it. Um, And I'm pretty sure I, because there was an episode on, and that's why we drink about Houdini, and Mm -hmm. his campaign and stuff, and his friendship to Arthur Conan Doyle uh, specifically. I'm pretty sure he argued, Houdini argued a little bit with uh, Arthur's wife, Jean. Uh Can't remember exactly, but 
I do know that eventually Gene asked Houdini about his mother. Um, she ended up finding out that the two of them had been very close and that Houdini's distaste for spiritual spiritualism uh, was realized when he had at first authentically hoped to reach out to his mother and talk to her after mm. she had died. Uh, but he had been taken advantage of several times. Okay. Came to realize that it was just a bunch of frauds taking money from desperate people. So after hearing all of this, uh, Arthur and Jean insisted that Houdini come with them to see someone that Jean claimed she had a lot of faith in. Houdini agreed. Um, while they were there, Lady Jean Doyle went into a trance and she wrote to Houdini specifically a message from his mother. Okay. However, the message was it, it not only contained the information Houdini had exclusively just shared with Jean, uh -huh. but it was in perfect English, which Houdini's Hungarian mother could barely speak. Ah. Uh -huh. So. Some more confirmation of doubt. Right. Yeah. So Houdini obviously pissed. Jean's refusing to admit that she has lied to him at all. <laughs> uh, Doyle took his wife's side and inevitably his friendship with Houdini ended very badly. All good things, man. Apparently. Um, and this is uh, what brings my story to an end. About a decade or so after all of this, Sir Arthur Conan... Arthur... <laughs> Arthur. Arthur. Slower this time. Sir Arthur Conan Ignatius Doyle. There you go. I think I mixed up the middle names. That's okay. Died in his garden. Oh. One hand still holding a flower. Oh, and what was the other hand doing? The other clutching his heart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little different than what I imagined. I'm not sure why that's the image you wanted to think of an old man. I don't know. You know, maybe he's, no, you know, he's it's, visiting you know, his garden. You don't have to explain it to me. The heart wants what the heart wants, Jacob. Now, his last words as he was dying on the floor of his garden, uh -huh. holding his heart and a flower, his last words to his wife were, you are wonderful. Now, I have some fun facts. Oh, I like fun fact facts. Uh, so... As I mentioned, his very first book was The Lost World. Yeah. But The Lost World wasn't actually published until after he began his works with Sherlock Holmes, all of his short stories and stuff. Oh, so he wrote Sherlock Holmes first, but published? Nope. No. He fully completed The Lost World, mailed it into a publisher, and ironically, the entire manuscript was lost in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> so for... A lot of time he tried to remember it, rewrite it just from memory. Uh huh. Um, and uh, it just it took a while, you know. <laughs> only, he only made one manuscript. Yep. This is rookie. Uh huh. Is, you got to make at least two manuscripts. <laughs> what if one gets lost in the mail? Well, this or was a long time ago, Jacob. Okay. Uh, another fun fact. One second. <coughs> it's okay. It's not contagious. Uh, he played on the same cricket team. As J.M. Barry, a.k.a. the creator of Peter Pan. Wow. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You mean the creator of Sherlock Holmes and the creator of Peter Pan. Played on the played very cricket same together? cricket team, Jacob. Wow. I know. Don't wet your pants. <laughs> uh, he ran for parliament two times. Oh. Was not successful either Even time. Even though he was knighted? Even though... It didn't yeah. gain him any ground? It did not. Oh. Uh, I did read in one article that he did well. It just, he was not elected. <laughs> Last 
fun fact, and this is actually my favorite one. Uh-huh. The man who read the Sherlock Holmes uh, stories oh, yeah. and was inspired to open the very first forensic lab in France. Uh, once again, his name was Edmund Locard. Uh-huh. And he would uh, create in the forensic field what is now called the Locard principle. And that is, quote, the criminal leaves part of himself at the crime scene and takes part of it with him, unquote. I thought that was cool. He inspired a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. Set a lot of things into motion. All all he wanted to do was beat off in his garden. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that is the story that is as much information as I could find and trim down so that it was very concise. Uh, The story of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Arthur Ignatius Conan Doyle. Yeah. Well, that's definitely interesting because, like like I said, I loved the show Sherlock. Mm. And as far as the books, I know I've read, like, one of them, but it was one of the shorter ones because, like, motherfucker, if that, like, like mega book isn't long as shit, it's really long because it's, like, all of the stories like together. Well, They're not all of them. Just, just like, a bunch of short stories yeah. for the most part. Yeah. But like as a book, it's fucking massive. So never actually read it, but I do own it. It's in my room on my bookshelf. I'd like to read it at some point. Well, it's whatever you want. Just to grab be fair, it. Though there is a lot I'd like to read that I have spent money on and have not opened. Yeah. See, I'm more of a, I'm more of an iPhone reader. I'm not that either. Yeah. I get a lot of books on my phone. Because it's easy for me and I can read while I'm going to sleep. Mm-hmm. And so like I laid lights are off and I got my, my book up and I'm reading, you know, and then I get tired and I fall asleep and I wake up and I look down. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I was reading. That's that. <laughs> Do you that's still me, you, you listen to Matthew McConaughey calm? No, no, I don't have calm. I, I used up the free subscription. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't going to pay for more. <laughs> I, I, I literally only I got the, the free subscription and only ever listened to two things. I bet I can guess them. You probably can. Matthew McConaughey. Yep. And Eva Green. Damn straight. Matthew McConaughey and Eva Green. I don't know if her name is Eva or Eva. I don't know. But. Doesn't matter. Those are the only two I ever listened to. And I'm not saying I only listened to it twice. I listened to, I used that subscription. So like 30 days. <laughs> but I only listened to those two recordings. And that was it. Well, that's okay because there's a free video on YouTube. And it. I don't know if you knew about it. It's Matthew McConaughey. <gasps> Sitting in a coffee shop watching the rain. Oh, I know about it. That went by a lot faster than I thought. <laughs> that did. That did went by pretty quick, which and is I, good because I've mine got like a page and a half here, if not almost two pages actually. I thought that was gonna go on for a much longer period of time. Well, it's because normally you go off on rants about little things in your story. Mm-hmm. And you didn't do that this time. I did not. Which is good because my story is also a little bit shorter. So we can we can make these wheel spins last longer. Cool. Okay. Which I mean, I don't know if you've seen the wheel lately since we've updated it, but there's some good stuff on there. So I'm glad. Uh, I know, you know, just hundreds of fans are crowding, honestly, our fan mail at three shots with suggestions for the wheel. Just so many people. It's honestly, guys, there's just so much, you know. We appreciate everything you're sending in. Please continue to send them. We will look at them as soon as we can. There's just so much to weed through. We're just so popular. It's it's, it's difficult, tough. you know. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, being you know the number one podcast that is in existence right now is 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 a lot. Yeah, it's hard. It's big. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's break time. Because I I vaguely remember you 
having some sort of like mug brownie cake thing that you were going to yeah, make. Yeah, our mutual friend, Samantha. Yeah. AKA Sam brought over these delicious looking packets of pre-mixed powders that you can form into a batter in a mug and microwave and have an instant individual cake. And I'm very interested in that. Yeah, that has definitely piqued my interest and I want it. Yeah, I'm going to have one of those for sure. I don't know about you. Oh, I'm having one. All right. Well, we will see you guys. This is this is the break time time. and uh, we'll be back (laughs) It was it was a really weak burp that that was. Okay, very Rick. Well, maybe very very <laughs> very Rick Sanchez. Very Rick Sanchez of you. Uh, we'll be back with our second wheel spin. And you know what? I have a feeling that we're gonna do a shot during this break. Yeah, I feel more sober than I should. Yeah, let's do a shot during the break. Tequila hits me. Uh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Ooh, I was also a little Rick Sanchezy. Um, yeah. Uh, that that peanut butter whiskey, like I said, it wasn't that it was great or anything, but it just did not hit me hard. I well, could tell that that was low. We're not going to do shots of that alcohol content. We'll do I'm, shots I'm okay of something with that. else. That's we bought so much liquor today. We did so much. We totally did. And if you guys are curious, you know, to see how excited we are in the middle of making our purchases, there are posts on Instagram for you to see. Somewhere, a post, probably. Sure. I think I think we only took one. Sam took some. Oh, okay. There will be a post. There's <laughs> <laughs> a video of with us, at least two pictures. A video of us arguing <laughs> about gin in the store. Well, that's perfect. It so. is. It's it's accurate. I don't know if I need to pee or if it nope, I need to pee. cakes are pretty good i think they're great they're pretty pretty good you know they're pretty moist oh they're moist i feel like that word is okay when you're referring to it as a cake what about a nunny stop (laughs) this is the best nunny i've ever had (laughs) okay we are going to this is this is not the real break uh sam is still here and she's gonna leave soon so we decided to go ahead and do the second wheel while she is here that way she can spin it and spin we can do our real spin and then we will go into the real, the, actu- the actual break. Sam's birthday was recently, so go ahead, spin it. Spin the wheel, right, Sam. Need, hold on, I need to gear up.
That was good. What do we that got? was a really good spin. Thanks. Oh, I mean, we- this is perfect for us. I quote too much from. Oh, how much time do you? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all of us are going to say the office, so that shouldn't be. I know. I an answer from anyone. That. That's that's an obvious. Ixne on the office. Say, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? <laughs> I was just going to say that. Way. <laughs> yeah. No office, because everyone quotes the office. Yeah, that's too easy. Uh, anyone have any have any thoughts? Yes. Hit me. The fifth element. Smoke you. <laughs> Negative. I am a meat popsicle. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> What's the song? All night long. All night. <laughs> there it is. And then because <laughs> he sees that chick and she's like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> How green was it? Super green, super green, crystal green, green. crystal green, that cool green. (laughs) Fantastic. All right. What else? We quote a lot from a lot. Harry Potter for sure. I think there are quite a few phrases. Potter. Potter. (laughs) Potter. (laughs) Turn your books to page 394. (laughs) And I say a good one, Goyle. Good one, Goyle. A lot when when someone like, that's any, it's, it's basically saying like, I agree with you, or that was great, or something. Like if you say something funny or smart, I'm like never (laughs) good one, Goyle. You've never agreed (laughs) with anything I've said. I haven't gotten goiled. Actually, you have many times. Am I so drunk? I don't remember. Yes, absolutely. I believe you. Yeah, I can accept. I've used it with everyone. What Mean Girls? We got a lot about me from Mean Girls. I do. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like we. Oh my god! Just earlier in the car, uh, 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 Sam was talking about muffins. (laughs) Yeah. uh, uh, is your is your muffin buttered? Would you like me to assign someone to butter your muffin for you? <laughs> what else? Oh my god! Every time we hear someone try to use a word that's like not a thing, oh, we're yeah. like, "That's not a that's fetch not is not a thing. thing. You can't make it a stop thing. Trying stop trying to, stop to, make, trying to make, make fetch happen. It's not going to happen." <laughs> we do say that one a lot. What's the four one one? I feel like me and Terry quote uh, Monty Python in the Search for the Holy Grail. Ooh, that one's a good one. Yeah. Pretty often. Yeah. Tis but a flesh wound. <laughs> burn up, burn the witch. <laughs> it's a good movie. Uh, I, I think I got like halfway into it and then stopped. I was alone. It wasn't as much. Oh, fun. yeah. You cannot yeah. watch it alone. Not for the first time anyway. No. Yeah. See, Terry can because there's a lot of nostalgia there. Uh, Terry's Monty Python is for Terry. What? I don't know. What's something we're really nostalgic about? A lot. Yeah. What do you, you got to be a little more specific. <laughs> Starship there. Troopers. No. No? We don't I have a I have not really there. heard you, you can't, talk about that You can't get comfortable much. with that one? No. Okay. Um, Conan the Barbarian. No. no. I'm thinking. Okay, Willow. I wasn't a big fan of Willow. <gasps> oh. I disowned I was I was young. That. I was a kid and the majority of the movie was boring to me. I I'm sure if I watched it now, I'd be into crush. it. I used to have a huge crush on Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. The long hair. And yes, he awakened my womanhood. <laughs> he didn't do that for you in Batman? That was when my womanhood <laughs> was awakened. And then I watched I, Willow I, I and I was like, the same. I knew it. I can't say the same, but young me did have. Val Kilmer was a solid Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was, was good. So but specifically in Willow, I just remember thinking while I was young, like, oh, he, like, he's handsome. And, like, See, I remember thinking the same, except like, oh, I wish I could just cut his hair and then he'd be perfect. Yeah, Jessica and I differ on that. Like, I don't really ha- have a preference either Sam's way. Sam's into ponytails. I do enjoy. You like, <clears throat> if you have a ponytail, hit Sam up. Uh, n- 
don't do that. They can still send you glorious pictures of their ponytails. Yeah. I mean, if you want, like I, someone's following Sam just to but, look at her heels. So, oh yeah, that happened. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Someone's following you and me both yes. because they're hoping they're at some point for, we may want a sugar daddy. Yeah. They, he's looking for a sugar baby and he contacted both of us. So yeah. he's keeping his distance, you know? but let me specify. He didn't contact me at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. to throw that out there. <laughs> But yeah, as far as like long hair ponytails go, it's not just any long hair. It's like nicely kept long hair. Clean. Like if you don't wash your hair, if you don't brush it, comb it, if it's in your eye, like your face, I can't see your face. Like, no. But my husband, when we first met, once upon a time, he had long hair and it was glorious. It was absolutely <laughs> stunning. And Jessica, <laughs> when she sees the photos, goes, mm. it's heinous. And I just tune it out. Your husband is much more handsome now than he was. He's just as handsome. Mm, he looks better with the short hair. He went from ponytail. looking like a substitute teacher to looking like a man. Yeah, like a substitute teacher Watch that like- your <laughs> mouth. Ricky, uh, which I believe was the last guest yeah. mm-hmm. on the show, is my brother-in-law. Yes. I too am a stoner because I am married mm-hmm. to his younger brother. There's a whole whole Tyler. lot of stoners. We're friends yes. with we're friends with all the stoners. Mm-hmm. Yes. Bunch of stoners from California moved to Texas. You're a stoner. Reach out to us at fanmail at <laughs> shot three shots because we'll be a fan of you for sure. Uh the Big Lebowski. That's another Ooh. one we quote. Mm-hmm. That's this just aggression like, will not stand, man. That's just like your opinion, man. He's a good man. And thorough. And thorough. I really like the assassin in the movie. Uh, yeah. The movie is Serenity. Yeah. I like he's, him. He's pretty cool. I like that actor. Yeah. He was, oh, he was in Doctor uh, Strange. We were just gonna say, yeah. Mordu? Mord- Mordo? So. No, that's the bad guy's name. His name no, is Mordo. No, that's Gurmamu. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mordu? Am I thinking Mordo. of the name of the bear from Brave? <laughs> Mordu! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, your accent's really coming along. It's, it's getting there. Every <laughs> episode that you do an accent, it just gets better, your even if it's a different accent. Gordon Ramsay Fantastic. was great. I don't recall it, doing a Gordon Ramsay. You did I, a Gordon Ramsay accent. Well, I texted you the next day and told you after the episode came out that you did a great impersonation. You were like, oh, God, what <laughs> did I say? What did I do? I don't recall doing Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> it was great. Can you do it now? I don't. What does he say, even? You know, he's got he's got... A beef roast well, there's on a pan, the- pan-seared roast beef. And it's not cooked all the way. It's raw! <laughs> <laughs> uh, He's got some paprika. Paprika. Pepper. <laughs> Bacon bits. In. <laughs> yes. <sighs> it's just credible. And he leans. Yeah, that, I was doing it. <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of like hunches over. Oh yeah. He just gets he's, really into it. It's like he's yeah. composing something. Now I don't have the forehead wrinkles to, to really <laughs> oh, pull off a good Ramsey, but that's true. Right. one day. If I do also, you don't have like the unsolicited rage. <laughs> oh, you bit. wanted to smell the peanut butter whiskey. Oh, I did. It's horrendous. Okay, you guys. I no, it you. smells fine. I promise. It's the Sitting taste. on the couch watching them take these shots. Peanut butter whiskey was just fantastic. Oh, that smells amazing. It smells really good. False. You need to remember the good <laughs> things. Just because you don't have them anymore doesn't mean that you shouldn't look back on them. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay to mourn you need the a rosemary gin. I can't believe they didn't have my rosemary gin. It was pretty sad. Yeah. I was so excited for it. A lot of this will probably get edited out. Honestly, it'll probably end up being the break. Why would this be the break? Because... 
It's so late. Is it because we're eating cake? It's 3.10 a.m. Sorry, TJ. I said I was going to be home by 2, but then they decided to sing me happy birthday with cake. amazing candles and these mug cakes. Yeah. So. Well, you know, we that's what, that's what we do. Yeah. We sing happy birthday with- Good friends. Impromptu candles. And dance parties. Dance yes. parties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Guys that's got right. some moves. You put on some club Please. dances. Some, Please. some really good moves. I think so. Please. We know. Thank you. Let's go to my house so we can feel each other up on the couch. Oh no, I don't mind taking a slide. Oh yeah, cause you're so beautiful. Like a <laughs> Well, uh, I think I'm gonna... Is it time? Yeah. Oh, never mind. I gotta wait first. <laughs> you doing this just to keep me the same. You gotta wait. The song is fantastic. That was that's it a great is. way for me to to part and, and the evening. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was fantastic because I, I I enjoyed the other songs, but I didn't know them like you guys do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this one was a really good and, and great workout. I mean, seriously, great. <laughs> I mean, you guys really do have some amazing dance moves. Thank you. Thank I you. got some of it on video. Maybe. What's funny though is your video will have no audio. I know that's the best part. <laughs> that is the absolute best part. And so we can either add the song in, or I can just post it. Just let people with guess. the volume of you guys going. <laughs> like, like, which I think is also great. Thanks, friend. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming this over and fun. hanging out. Of and thanks, course it is. Yeah. And, and we we do have Sam scheduled to yes fully and officially guest host. Yes, yes. And I'm gonna drink some a little time bit in the future. Yeah, I'm gonna drink a little know. bit slower, but I am gonna still drink. Mm-hmm. Right. We're gonna do this. Hey guys, Jessica is still peeing. I managed to pee faster than her. So I am going to take a secret fifth shot. Just me and you. Here we go. We're going to pour it. We got to do it before she comes back. So got to be sneaky about this. Can't get caught because then she's going to feel obligated to take one. So here we go. Shot five. Here we go, motherfuckers. Ouch. Ugh. No. Might have been a mistake, but but we'll find out. Oh, it's just it was just slightly painful. Nothing, nothing too serious. <coughs> nothing too serious. So, have you ever heard the saying "peepee times aren't always poopy times, but poopy times are always peepee times"? Yes, it's true. It is time for me to begin my story. Yes, your famous author is Virginia Woolf. I know you don't know the name because you can't you can't place a book. I do to her name. I do know the name. But you know the name, and I'll, I'll get into as to why. Okay. Because everyone knows the name Virginia Woolf. Right. But even I struggled to try to think of a book by her, because mm-hmm. I've never read a book by her. Right. So. But that just means to me, like, she must be famous for more than just the books, if the only, like, her, her most popular books are books I've never heard of. I also have not heard of these books. Um, we'll get into it. So, Virginia Woolf, right? Okay. She was most famously known for her books, Mrs. Dalloway. Mm-hmm. which I had never heard of, and To the Lighthouse, which again, I've never heard of. Yeah, same, I haven't. And then I figured out as why I know the name Virginia Woolf. Okay. 
You may know her, you and the listener you, the royal you, may know her uh, from her many essays that she has written that your high school English teacher or your college English teacher may have assigned you to read. Okay. And or forced. Uh, yeah, she wrote many essays on a lot of a lot of topics kind of similar, kind of all having a similarity of uh, of like feminism and equality. Okay. Stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it's a very prominent writer that we know today. Uh, she was born in London, England in 1882. Jolly old London. That's that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. Uh, to what, and my one of my main source for this uh, story was the Encyclopedia, sorry, Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> nice. Uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, which called her parents the ideal Victorian parents. Interesting. Now, I wasn't really sure why, but... They did explain her father, uh, Leslie Stephen, was a prominent literary figure. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't really go into detail about him, and I didn't care enough to go into detail about him. So right. we're going to leave it at that. Okay. Her mother, Julia Jackson, which sounds very American, uh, had many social and artistic connections. They listed names. I don't recognize any of them, so I'm not going to name them. <laughs> uh, so unfortunately for Virginia, uh, her life got rough early on uh not not so rough she moved around a lot her parents moved her around you know the country and blah 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 yeah uh so she never really had like a set home which for a child is not great yeah pretty rough growing up as a child not great to not have a set home right Right. uh and on top of that her mother died when she was just 13 years old and it caused her to enter her first depressive episode Depressive period. Right. We'll say. Uh, After about a year after her mother's death, she finally exited her depressive state and started, uh, she she would write letters to her brother, Toby. Mm, McGuire. No. I'm assuming his name was Toby Stephen. Okay. (laughs) Like his middle name, Toby Stephen McGuire. No. (laughs) Stop it. We don't say that name in this house. Um... So, because she would write letters to her brother, Toby, right? And after her mother's death, she would either not write him or wasn't enthusiastic in her writing. Oh. So, she, you know, she was, de- she was depressed. Yeah. After about a year, Toby had noted that she seemed very enthusiastic and very happy in her letters to him. Okay. Uh, and so, she started feeling like her normal self again, right? Okay. Started, you know, exiting her depression. Uh, and then her sister Stella died. Ugh. Yeah. So again, bounced kind of back and forth from this depressive state to somewhat normal, right? Trying to get around. Uh, to From feeling like you're on the way to recovery to being right, right back, back where you started. Yeah. Just right back into that. Uh, and I'm assuming she managed to get back up to recovery in her, her, her mood and her self. Mm-hmm. Uh, when her father died, which caused her to have a nervous breakdown, she was hospitalized and she, again, was just depressed. She was having, uh, they called it manic depressive states. I don't believe she was bipolar Okay. after reading about her, but it just, it just sounds like, like she would, she was depressed, but occasionally she would kind of feel like her normal self again yeah. and then just bounce right back into it. Mm. Rough life. Um, after her father died, 
not too long after that, her brother Toby died of typhoid fever. Aww. Yeah, a lot of, lot of tragic loss for Virginia Woolf. Yikes. Sorry, Virginia Stephen at the time. Mm. Uh, so her brother died in about, I believe it was four years after that, after her brother died. Okay. She published her first writing, which was a sort of a memoir about her, her losses, mm-hmm. right? Everything that she's kind of gone through. And that was published in 1908. Uh, and four years later, she married Leonard Wolf and became ah. Virginia Woolf. Uh, she published her first novel in 1913 and continued to write after that. She's written many novels, many essays, many other things. Right. Uh, throughout many years of her early writings, so from about 1910 onward, uh, so before her first novel was published, uh, she struggled with her manic depressive tendencies and attempted suicide. Yeesh. Yeah. But did it say how? It didn't. It didn't go into detail about how. I didn't. Okay. I didn't care to go into detail about how. Right. Um, it's not I like it's an important that. detail or anything. Yeah. Just out of curiosity. No, I understand. I just didn't think that was important to note. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she attempted suicide. Uh, but her life continued, and she published many books. Like I said, uh, one particularly with a fantastic title uh, and named Jacob's Room. <laughs> uh, and I, I thought that was fun because it's like she knew that my room was haunted, mm-hmm. which, you know, I believe that that book was published in like 1920, about 1919, 1920. She just so knew. She knew a hundred years in the future <laughs> that, a, that a very prominent podcast host named Jacob would have a haunted bedroom or something. Right, right. Yeah. I think so. I think she knew and she knew that I was going to talk about her. She just knew this. Yeah. Uh, As her life went on, she became a voice for the feminist movement and continued writing her many novels and essays. But unfortunately, she suffered more losses uh, in the deaths of family members and friends. Mm. Just continuous. Like it was almost like everyone that she cared about just kept dying, except for her sister. Her sister lived through it. But just her, like, I think, I believe it was her sister's nephew, or or, sorry, her sister's son died, and she was very close to him. Yeah. Her best friend died. Just, everyone just kept dying around her. Yeah, damn. Which, you know. Can't make you feel good. Can't make you feel good. Definitely cannot. Uh, During World War II, so we're getting around late 30s here, uh, the German army constantly bombarded England, including one very, very, very... Uh, extensive bombing, which was called the Blitz. I don't know yes. if you've heard of it. Yeah. Yes. Very extensive bombing of England was the Blitz. Uh, her house was destroyed in the Blitz, oh. which again did not promote positive feelings in Virginia right. Woolf. Right, right. Uh, she continued to struggle with her mental health, went back into her depressive states. And uh, in 1941, I believe this was... What would this be? Four years, five, five years before the end of the war, four or five years, somewhere around there. Okay. Uh, she finished what would be her last novel called Between the Acts. Okay. It was supposed to be another like memoir type novel. I didn't really go into detail about it because it, it didn't sound interesting, too interesting yeah. to me. <laughs> um, and soon after, after she finished her novel, uh, I believe she finished it in late 1940. So maybe in the winter of 1940, she finished the novel. She became obsessed with death as she kind of glided into another depressive episode. Right. And on March 28th, 
1941, she put on her trench coat. She went out for a walk. She loaded up her trench coat pockets with rocks and she walked into a river. Wow. Where she undoubtedly drowned. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her body wasn't found for another 21 days. On April 18th, her body was found. Okay. Uh, And her husband buried her, buried her ashes uh, beneath a tree in in the garden of their home in Sussex. Thought that was sweet. That is very sweet, actually. Uh, And her last novel was published after her death. But the very last thing that she wrote was not her novel. It was a suicide note that she left to her husband, which has been made public information. Ooh. And I'm going to read it. Oh, no. It's really sad. Oh. I know. And we're going to do this. Okay. Virginia. I'm not going to do it in an accent because it's, I don't believe I could do it. Right. Dearest, I feel certain that I'm going mad again. I feel we can't go through another of those terrible times and I shan't recover this time. I begin to hear voices and can't concentrate, so I am doing what seems the best thing to do. You have given me the greatest possible happiness. You have been in every way all that anyone could be. I don't think two could have been happier till this terrible disease came. I can't fight it any longer. I know that I am spoiling your life that without me you could work. And you and you you will, I know. You see, I can't even write this properly. I can't read. What I want to say is I owe all the happiness of my life to you. You have been entirely patient with me and incredibly good. I want to say that everybody knows it. If anybody could have saved me, it would have been you. Everything has gone for me but the certainty of your goodness. I can't go on spoiling your life any longer. I don't think two people could have been happier than we have been. <laughs> Virginia. Oh, that's so, so sad. So fucking sad. Wow. I know. That's bleak. Very, very oh, depressing. Oh, poor baby. So after that, her her name kind of died out for about 20, 30 years. Yeah. Um, And then when, an, I don't know, I don't know what, what wave of feminism this was, but another wave of feminism... Uh, her work became like very, very big and prominent yeah. in the feminist works. And so her name became even like even uh, what would be the word? I don't know, more popular than it was at her time, which is why she is so known today is because, like I said, English teachers were like, hey, you need to read this because this was a this is now a prominent feminist figure. Right. She wasn't then, even though she was, if that makes sense. Mm. She was very, very pro-feminism, very pro-equality. Mm-hmm. She was like a public figure, sort of. Kind of. But she wasn't known for it then. She wasn't popular for it. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah, that is the sad life of Virginia Woolf. Literally. Very, very sad. Literally, from beginning to end, tragedy. And throughout. S- somehow had a career of being a, a novelist. Or baby. Yeah, there was at one point, too, that she bought her own printing press and became, she started her own publishing company to publish her her works and her books. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's cool. Uh, It was called the Hogarth Press. Okay. That was her own publishing brand, I guess. But yeah, she published her own stuff and, like I said, very prominent in, in the feminist movement. Yeah. Virginia Woolf. Uh, if you happen to read any of her, I've never read a single book of hers. I've read her essays in my English classes. Right. But I've never read a single book of hers. Don't know that I will. Right. But if I do, and if you do, again, the royal you. Right. Jessica and listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep in mind, she's been through some shit. 
and it's probably in her writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she almost knows nothing but tragedy. So yeah. I'm assuming there will be some tragedy in her writings. Right. I would as one would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Super depressing, I know. Yes. But informative. I didn't know any of this. I'm assuming. Well, see, it's it's dark without being like creepy or graphic. Yeah. Like yeah. my last story. <laughs> I told the story of um uh Andre. Oh, Chicatillo. yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Look, that was that was so dark that it was like no words. <laughs> like I had I had nothing to say right. about it. This is sad. This is just sad. Oh, it's super sad. Yeah. She had a rough life from beginning to end. Yeah. But like I said, prominent writer, prominent voice in feminism, prominent in basically everything that she wanted to do, she did do. Right. So that's awesome. Not many people can say they did that. Well, then good for her. Yeah. Wow. That was a short one. I, I told you it was going to be kind of short. Yeah. Just because like I, I kind of went over a lot of the tragic details Because there was a lot more (laughs) like it went like everything that I read was just in detailed about every single person that she lost around her. Uh, It was fucking constant. Well, what's funny, it's funny that in the very beginning you brought up Edgar Allan Poe because she sounds like him. He lost like every significant woman in his life to tuberculosis. Yeah. Yeah. Edgar Allan Poe also went through some shit. Yeah, for sure. Upon, you know, un, I mean, and dumped on that, the cherry on fucking top was that he was addicted to, uh, to opium. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That was, I, I, I didn't know what to choose. That's one of Virginia Woolf because, you know, I just. She's the least, I mean, she's interesting. Yeah. Very dark. Sad. Also like walked into a river, man. Mm. That's rough. That's a rough way to go. Yeah. Yeah. We should do a wheel spin maybe. <laughs> For sure. So that we're not talking about depressive things? Yeah. Yeah, let's okay. move on. Go ahead and spin it. I will. <laughs> what is the last one? Uh, I believe this is one that I wrote. Okay. <laughs> this sounds like me. Okay. Uh, ew, that's probably a porno. Oh, God. <laughs> What's probably a porno, Jessica? There are a lot of things. There that are, are so pornos many things right that are pornos that should not be pornos. So many things. So Honestly, many things. you know that you. I I got one right now. Ew, Riverdale is probably a porno. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> They're supposed to be a bunch of high schoolers. They're all supposed to be about 15, 16 years old. Yeah. And that's probably a porno. <laughs> probably, probably. Well, there's some there's some crazy stuff out there that I would not have imagined. Some of it, by the way, is like. It's like a genre, like porn has genres now. Like I've heard people say that they like, oh, did you know that there's comedy porn? I'm like, what? And they talk about like spoof. It's almost like satire, like they're making fun of something. But then Uh at the end, people have sex. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Um, One of these was... There's this couple, me and because me and Terry were watching, it was like a cringe compilation or it was, I don't know, like daily what the fuck compilation or something like that. Okay. There's this couple sitting in the grass. It's like a front yard or a backyard or something. They're sitting there and they're like, wow, you know, the sky is so clear. The sun is out. What a beautiful day this is. I love today. And the guy goes, yeah, me too. And the girl goes, hey, Evan, would you say it's been at least 
10 seconds since we've looked at our lemon trees? And he's like, I, you know what, Melissa? I would say it's been 10 seconds since we've looked at our lemon trees. She's like, okay, well. And she turns her head and Evan follows and they look at their lemon trees that are like, I don't know, 30 feet away. And there's a woman stuffing lemons into her dress and they're like, hey! <laughs> and she's like, she like shoves a couple more lemons into her dress and then runs away with this like chest full of lemons and they chase her down. And I, I didn't see how the porn ended, but I saw what led up to. Oh, I forgot the, we were talking about porn. The actual pornography. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was, it was a lemon thief turned threesome. She had to get, she, I mean, I assume she had to face justice in some way. And I guess, <laughs> I guess the couple were the ones who decided it. <laughs> it was the weirdest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> like really strange. There was no story, by the way, either. They're just there and they're like, hey, <laughs> would you say it's been this long since we've looked at our lemon trees? Yeah, I would. And then they look and there's someone there and they're like, hey, get the fuck away from the trees. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't deny that is interesting. <laughs> no, it's not. That's not interesting. It's just weird. <laughs> lemon thief turned cuckold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i hey, i don't you know must man pay for those lemons with your body <laughs> yeah i don't even know that's yeah no neither do i there was also like it wasn't like that that was just an example i mean on the, the whole, same the compilation point, it was like point. i think it was it was porn cringe so they didn't show like the sex but it was the like attempt at a story before it uh -huh. so there's this like this chick with like obviously fake boobies like basically she like her voice is muffled because of how high her boobs are. Like they're okay. covering her mouth like this. Yeah. That's how fake they are. But she's in this like orange, like one piece swimsuit that comes up really high so you can see the hips all the she's, way. Up. She's the lifeguard. She yes. <laughs> yeah. And she's sitting on the edge of a bathtub and there's a grown man inside. She's this like, Hey, can you swim? Yeah, yes. And he yeah. goes, This is a bathtub. And I'm like, wait. Is that the story? <laughs> why would you even bother? Like, she, you know why people are watching. She had to save him from drowning. <laughs> She's like, do you need mouth to mouth? And he's like, no, I'm okay. That's a solid plot. <laughs> you know, you're just, <laughs> you're just, you're just choosing these, these bulletproof movies and you're trying to find See, I, the question, the, not the question, but the wheel spin was, ew, that's probably a porno. All I'm saying is that Ew, literally anything could be a porno. Oh, but that wasn't the that wasn't the topic or the wheel spin. Okay. We need specifics. I said Riverdale. I guarantee if I looked up right now, if I went on Pornhub and put into the search bar Riverdale, mm -hmm. I would see oh, what are their names? I don't even know. Veronica Archie Comic and Archie Gangbang or something. Boning. Yeah. While Jughead watched right. from across the room. Right. I guarantee I'd find some really fucked up porn. Yeah. What uh, is probably a porno, What Jessica? is probably a porno? What is probably a porno? I mean, definitely friends. Oh, yeah. There's got to be some friends porn out there. Teen Titans. There's definitely some Teen Titans porn. Dexter's Laboratory. I'm not going to say definitely, but there's probably like a 78% chance. I'm going to say definitely. Oh, no. Because... I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but once upon a time, I was a, a young lass. 
<laughs> naive to the nature of deviant art. Oh no. And I was like, wow, that looks great. Oh wow. The bar at the bottom recommends similar photos to me. And so I went clicking, looking, and then clicking, you know, the recommendations at the bottom and then looking and clicking. And I kept doing that. And eventually I see what just looks like a regular image, but very small of the Scooby-Doo gang. (gasps) No. (laughs) And I click on it and they're all like going to fucking town on each other. And I'm like, ah, and so I turn it like I, I desperately like backtrack and I'm like, how did I even get there? And it's because it's DeviantArt. You don't have to want it. It will find you. Yeah. Yeah. So if there can be Scooby-Doo porn, really anything can be porn. That is true. Oh, ew, you know what's probably a porno? Ren and Stimpy. I don't know what that is. I might be too young for that. I think you are. And just count your lucky stars. <laughs> Fuck. All right. I do. Because that sounds like a children's show. Yeah. Uh-huh. oof oh my god ew that's probably a porno avatar the last airbender oh no i don't want to think of them like they're all supposed to be like 12 years old jessica Uh, maybe 13 or 14 by the time the show's over fuck ew that's probably a porno so moral guess, moral of the story my, after that's this That's my wheel. answer. That's my answer yeah. is Dexter's Laboratory. Moral of the story after this wheel is literally everything is a porno. Everything and anything. And most things shouldn't be pornos. No. God. Well, shit, man. I guess we're going to end this episode on some, <laughs> on some weird, weird ass porn. Very weird note. Uh, well, thanks for joining us. If you have any funny stories of your own, funny, interesting, scary, creepy, uh, you know, even super bougie, expensive experiences you've had, because we did hotels once and it was about super bougie hotels. Um, Anything you would want to share with us, please send it to fanmail at threeshotsin.com. We would love to hear from you. And uh, if you do like the show and you would love to see us, you know, grow and progress we would love it if you would like and uh review give us good reviews on whatever platform it is you're listening on because that's how people will find us um and listen to us also that's how we'll get more support and that's how we'll be able to uh really devote more time to this and make it better yeah uh and if you'd like to take it a step even further even further we've got our Patreon that is launched now. And yes. all you have to do is type three shots in into the search bar. And there we are. Or we, you, well, you can mm. patreon.com forward slash three shots in. Also that that's the URL That'll get you for right it. to our page. Yes. Um, we would obviously love and appreciate the support for all the reasons I just said, we'd love to make this better. We've got a lot of ideas. We're bouncing around. We'd love to uh, be able to make this into a YouTube show. So that oh, you guys yeah. can actually like see what's going on because uh, yeah. it All sounds hil- it, of... it sounds it sounds hilarious and embarrassing. It's it looks that way too. We're we're very physical while we talk. <laughs> yeah. Our hands move, motions are made, facial expressions are made. We're like I said, we're very we're very physical with yeah. our speech, and I mean you're gonna want to see it. Yeah, and very likely because you know our our. Mutual friend Samantha um, 
she she may be inclined to share. Maybe she will not. But, you know, we end up having to record fairly late. And being that we're drunk, it's very difficult to stay on topic. Uh, sometimes we have busy days and can't do our research until the very end of the night or day. Uh, and in order to stay awake, we play Lady Gaga. And we, we do. We dance until we are out of breath. We so, do. We get that art pop running through our veins. <laughs> that is something we would love to share with you guys. Um, so, uh, you know, donate on Patreon. Subscribe. Make our dreams yep. come true. We love you guys. Uh, we'll see you next time. Yes. Praise be to the patrons. Praise be to the patrons. <laughs> you are loved. <laughs> All right. Mm, bye. Bye, motherfucker. Yes.